Welcome to You're Not That Special. My name is Emily. And I'm Sarah. We're two Enneagram 4 INFJs here to talk with you about mental health, eating disorder recovery, and the challenges that we all face. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to You're Not That Special. <laughs> you did it! Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Yay! That look of complete shock was worth it. Okay. Wow. Thank you. You started the podcast. Yep. I don't even know what to do. How's your week going? <laughs> <laughs> it's going all right. I have, I have my strength and struggle that I'll share, but how's your week going? That's all you're going to tell us? Well, I'll get into it more, but <laughs> I'm great. Other than the football loss. I equated um, football, I equated Husker football to an eating disorder this past week in the emotionally abusive relationship that they both are. <laughs> Nice. I could see it. Yeah. So the Huskers did not help themselves today. Oh, um, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Also have a strength and struggle. Let me go first. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if y'all are like tired of hearing me talk about boundaries, but (laughs) (laughs) they're fucking hard. And this week I had to like reiterate the boundary. Mm. and I did it yeah that is a strength yeah it sucked it's hard like sometimes like doing something that you know is like the right thing and the strong thing the thing of integrity but it would be a lot easier to lash out sometimes (laughs) right (laughs) well and there's like no way to like do what you did without it sucking at least somewhat. So like, right. to just like go into doing that, being like, this is going to suck and yeah. still have to do it. So I did it at my therapist's office. Nice. Yeah. That makes it a little easier. Yeah. She's like, okay, let me read this text back to you. I'm like, oh. I don't need you to read it to me. <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> I also have this weird thing about like cell phones are so germy to me. Mm. (laughs) I'm like, I just don't like the other idea, the idea of somebody else like touching my phone and then like, I have to touch it. Like they just, cell phones don't seem like something that should be shared. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, my struggle for the week has been... I have a lot of work stuff going on right now, and I have been saying for a really long time that, like, I need to get some stuff off my plate, and now is, like, the perfect opportunity to do that, but there's this fear in me of, I mean, like, financial stuff has always been, like, a huge fear of mine, so if I Mm -hmm. give up a work opportunity obviously that could potentially change income though. It's not really going like it won't, (laughs) (laughs) but I just, I have these fears and Uh 
it's really overwhelming to me. So <laughs> my struggle has been like working up the courage to have conversations with um, some of my contracts to be able to figure out what to do differently so that I am not working more hours than I need to. Mm, yeah. But that's kind of exciting too. It's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sounded like it could be to get some stuff off your plate. Well, yeah, that would be really exciting, but like, there's a lot to navigate in that. Yeah. Like, okay. Business relationships and contracts mm-hmm. and things like that. It's adulting at its finest gotcha. and it's just not my thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, can't relate. <laughs> if I was giving advice to somebody else, it would be fine. I would know exactly what to tell them, but I just need to act on that myself. And that's my struggle. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's tough. That. <laughs> um, okay. My strength. I was in therapy the other day and like just the other day. Yeah. <laughs> like a couple of days ago, yesterday, it was yesterday. I could tell that it was very much like the end of the session, but I had like something really important I wanted to bring up. And so she asked was like, well, is there anything else you're like thinking about? And I usually, even though there pretty much always is. I'm usually just like, nope, see you next week, whatever. And just like move on. And then just when I have something I want to talk about in therapy and I don't talk about it, it makes me feel like physically sick for the next couple of days. Like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, it just like hurts me so much. And so like, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny. I know, but it is a little, I mean, it a little, I, I feel it too. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, so I told her, even though we were like pretty much at time, I was like, here's what I'm thinking, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, ended up being a really good, like productive conversation. Um, so I was glad that I did that because she was also glad that I brought it up and it was just like, oh yeah, we'll continue talking about that, whatever. Cause it was just kind of, kind of in some ways a little bit like logistical, like it wasn't anything that interesting a little yeah. bit, but, um, but it was just really on my mind and I needed to put it out there. Um, So I was glad that I spoke up about that and my struggle has been, I've just been kind of irritable with people around me, but not even like outwardly irritable, (laughs) which would maybe be a little bit better if I would like speak to it a little bit. Yeah. It's just like, there are things and I get so inwardly like spinning about it. And so and that also just makes me feel sick. So <laughs> I need to probably express things that I'm frustrated with, but, um, I might be a place like, to start. Yeah. I just conflict is mm, not my faith. So we'll see, but that's just been not, not fun over the last mm-hmm. several days. Okay. So we've got a topic by, um, really kind of a demand for us to talk about (laughs) which Um, we accept those we do we do accept um ideas um this one felt consequential (laughs) so (laughs) to our prized listener out there (laughs) 
<laughs> we appreciate the topic idea and we um, have accepted to talk about how to accept support, which we both have so many thoughts on. <laughs> yep. It's, I mean, I do have a lot of thoughts and also it's one of those things that it's like, it's just so hard. So it's hard to talk about and hard to like, cause there's not a super easy tip or like. Well, and I don't think there's like a, you get to this point and oh, like you've accomplished something. It's something that I know that I still have to continually remind myself that I need support. I deserve support mm-hmm. and for myself to be willing to accept it. Yeah willingness yeah oh that's a we didn't even brainstorm about that uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's a whole whole bunch there (laughs) for sure I do think that the preface to accepting support is about it starts with trust Mm -hmm. so how do we know that somebody is trustworthy or deserves to like have the opportunity (laughs) they get the opportunity to extend us support (laughs) oh that was a different way to frame it I mean how do you see trustworthiness in people like what do you look for well thank you for asking (laughs) I think one of the most important parts of trust is that somebody shows up authentically yeah so I mean obviously this is going to be different like if something something if somebody is a family member versus a friend or a coworker, like there's going to be different types of trust for the different types of relationships that we have so let's say it's a family member like does that family member show up in the same way with their family as they do in social outings as they do, you know, in other circumstances of like, not that we're not going to change a little bit (laughs) depending Mm -hmm. on our environment, but like, are they creating a whole new persona for the different environments that they're going into? Right. Yeah. I think that shows like a general sense of like trustworthiness, just that, you know, like they're not putting on some weird front right because then if you're seeing that with other people then it's hard to trust that like what they're showing to you is real and then Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like I would be completely comfortable saying that if somebody was going to listen to our podcast like I mean know that we're friends and we're having a conversation but if another friend was listening to this podcast like I would venture to think that our conversation would be fairly similar. Like, yeah, I'm not showing up here completely (laughs) different than I do in my day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good example. I just, I wouldn't know how to do that. Um, I think another thing is like that they're consistent that like with us individually, that they're showing up consistently Um, they keep their word consistently. And I think too, like people that just can be accountable, um, you can (laughs) count on them for things like you said, showing up, but just, just as simple as like being there. Right. 
being able to listen, like, yeah. And, and to like, listen, to listen, not to listen, to respond. I just journaled about that. Really? Oh yes. It was a gratitude journaling. And I was writing about my therapist and it was about like, that she really listens to listen oh. and like that, like you can really feel the difference mm-hmm. I think sometimes. And so that is big. So side note, um, <laughs> in my last therapy session, um, cause it was all about the boundary stuff, um, because trust does not exist and <laughs> not really, <laughs> not my, it, it does in my therapy relationship. Right. Right. Um, it gets super intense when <laughs> she like puts her legs out, leans forward, like is like super feels like she's coming across the room. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> just stay there. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear you just fine. <laughs> can feel your intensity. Um, that's somebody who like listens to listen and then is ready to respond. Which that's a super hard, like hard skill to develop, I think. Uh, very hard. I worked on it a lot. Like, yeah, I got really, really mad. This is okay. Going back to my freshman year of high school in like the first week of school, the first week of high school, my, one of my teachers gave us this lecture about how (laughs) ultimately his delivery was off, but now I think about it still. And I'm like, he was not wrong, but, um, basically (laughs) saying that, that like, you'll talk to people about your problems and stuff. And that all they're doing is just waiting for their turn to talk. Like no one's actually listening to you and all this stuff. And the way he delivered this message made it sound like nobody cares about you. And I was just like, great. Of course, because you're a four. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it's true that like, sometimes, especially, I mean, like I think of conversations with my friends in high school or like even now between me and like my sister or something not in a bad way but it's like this happened to me blah 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 here's this funny story oh this happened that that reminds me of this funny story that happened to me and it's just like back and forth and it's like are we listening to each other right or just wanting to like talk about everything that we have experienced yeah (laughs) yeah but that that listening to listen really is I think like trademark of a trustworthy yeah so if somebody can't do that like in a general like I'm not having a good day or even like I'm having a great day and I want to share something with you like if somebody can't listen to listen in that situation then they're probably not somebody to go to when like you're in a really hard situation Mm -hmm. or really need to process something Mm -hmm. So ultimately, trust is a preface to how do I accept support? We have to trust the person. And I think that, you know, it's not like we're going to meet somebody, they're going to seem trustworthy, and then it's like, okay, I can throw anything at them at any time, and it works. But like, I think that trust is kind of built up slowly that it's like, maybe I'll extend this like small thing to see Mm -hmm. if they're trustworthy with this. And then they are, and, and it's reciprocal too. Like, I mean, depending on the relationship, um, right. (laughs) 
like my therapist doesn't tell me about her bad day, but, <laughs> right. but, um, but she can empathize no. with you. Right. Right. So and like so you I can still just, know that she experiences yes. bad days. And then you can see when somebody continually shows up for the little kind of baby steps that then, okay, they can probably handle and show up and are trustworthy for bigger things too. Right. There's no specific order to these things. Um, <laughs> but um, I would say equal to trust is having a willingness. Yeah. To accept help. Yeah. I think there can be different reasons why we may be unwilling to accept help. I was just thinking about this, like in my past few weeks of like one particular day, like I just wanted to be mad Mm -hmm. about what was going on. And so I wasn't ready to talk about the struggle I was having. Um, I wanted to feel other things until I recognized that like, that's not working and it's not helping like get over myself, Emily, and (laughs) like just talk to the people who are seeking to be a part of your life. Yeah. Versus like other times when I felt completely like undeserving of having those people in my life. Yeah. That's a good like distinction to make. Cause that's also another barrier to mm-hmm. get over is feeling undeserving of it. Right. And I think that for me, what has worked and I may have talked about this before, and I don't remember where this idea was first like introduced to me, not that it's some like revolutionary idea, but just the idea of like acting as if acting as if I deserve support, like I don't have to fully believe and like 100% buy into the idea that people are telling me that I deserve support, but I can act as if that's true. And either way, the result is me getting support. So it's kind of, it's a little bit of like fake it till you make it, which sometimes I really hate that idea. I really like the phrase act as if more than it's basically probably the same thing. Right. But But acting as if sounds much more therapeutic. Yeah. Because it's not so much fake. It's just that you're practicing it. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Sure. I'm not a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like I should like asterisk this entire conversation with, (laughs) I am not a therapist. (laughs) Just somebody who's received a lot. Because I allowed myself to accept the help. Yes. The willingness part, I'm just in my head, like going in 20 different directions with, because like, we have to be willing to accept that, like, we're having a struggle or that certain things are a struggle. We have to be willing to accept that there are people who do care about us. Um, And we are not so special that we get to take that away from them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just not so special that, that nobody cares. Like, right. I just had, we, I just had this conversation with somebody too, that like thinking about even the worst people you can think of in the world, that it's like, at least at some point 
in that person's life, like somebody cared about them. Right. And maybe even forever, there were people that cared. Absolutely. Like there's no one that is set aside and so special and different that they don't have people that care and don't deserve that. Having been on both sides of this, <laughs> like in the person who wants people to understand that they can be, that they deserve to be cared for, like that I'm fighting with them and for them and that I care about them, it can get really, it like it hurts mm-hmm. to not have that accepted sometimes mm-hmm. and recognize like this is not about me. Right. Right. I'm not that special either. Like, but there has to be this meeting of somebody is willing to offer the support and then recognizing that the other person does have to be willing to accept it because we can't force people to accept that we care. Yeah. I think that that like goes into one of the thoughts that I have about support a lot and just accepting is trusting that if somebody tells me that they want to support me, then it's not really up to me to, I mean, I do have the opportunity to like take that away from them, but if they are (laughs) telling me, if they are telling me that they want to support me, then it's my opportunity to let them and trusting that if they're saying that, that they genuinely want to. And so, yeah, to kind of be more willful and closed off to it, it can be really hard to be on the receiving end of that when you're trying to extend support. A hundred percent. I think one thing like in my own journey of, I am just like in my freshman, sophomore year of college, like I am just like in my therapist's office in college (laughs) in this very moment. Um, And I feel like something that I had to do is like surrender my ego Mm. of there's these things that feel so big that happened in my life yet would minimize them or um, my emotions are so big that nobody can help me. Like this is too much for you. Mm -hmm. Like and telling other people that they don't have the capacity to handle the experience that I've been through or that they just aren't going to understand it and really not offering them an opportunity to like, nobody is going to have lived our experience. So yeah, like they're not walking in our shoes, but they can empathize. They can extend compassion to us and walk through the um, processing of those experiences with us. Mm -hmm. So letting go of my ego of like, I'm, my experience is so big and so unique. And so other than that, like, you're just, nobody's going to be able to help me. Yeah. Dang ego. Yeah. That's like, Oh, that's a tough one. Cause I'm like, I'm just thinking, yeah, there have been things in therapy that it's just like, yeah, I just want to be like, you wouldn't understand or something to people. And yeah, you're right. Like maybe they haven't been through the exact thing. And obviously, obviously they haven't been through the exact thing. They're not you. They haven't experienced it the way you've experienced it, but that doesn't mean that they're unable to 
provide support and even just listen like mm-hmm. and also there's no one person that can be responsible for going through this with us no matter like what it is like none of that can fall on one of our support people so they alone don't have to have the capacity to like because we're not I don't think we're asking somebody else to carry our experience like we're not passing it on to them and be their load to carry it's that we get to have somebody with us so that we don't have to go through it by ourselves. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Cause I think too, sometimes like the fear that can come along with like either asking for or accepting support is that this is going to be a huge burden or like mm-hmm. really bring this person down. If I tell them what I'm going through, like, I feel that like, even in therapy, it's like, I don't want to put like a heavy session on you in the middle of this <laughs> Tuesday. Like, I just want to keep it light. So I don't bum you out. Like, but it's, <laughs> but I think like therapeutically, I mean, going to our therapist, I think is a unique experience in and of itself of just like those individuals are trained differently than our friends or our family are. But even within friends and family, I think that's important of understanding, like who are the people that we trust, who has the capacity to, um, walk through this with us because the goal isn't for them to take it on and to have their day completely impacted or derailed or something. If we share something hard with them, the goal Mm -hmm. is that they're going to be able to healthfully sit with that. Mm -hmm. So kind of, I know I talked a little bit about it last week, but like that healthy versus the unhealthy people. Yeah. Well, one thing that like in allowing ourselves to receive emotional support actually helps in relieving pain and it strengthens the immune system. So that's a benefit, not a risk. (laughs) We want those (laughs) things to happen. Um, But the risk then to the side of that is that we can like have negative impacts on our cardiovascular health. Um, It lowers our ability of being mindful because I think, you know, we're working so hard of shutting things down that we're not allowing ourselves to be mindful. Um, so a big part of accepting support is the ability to practice self-compassion. Like we have to have compassion for ourselves in recognizing that we do deserve and we can extend ourselves the opportunity to allow that support in. Mm-hmm which I think that's another, that like acting as if thing, because Mm -hmm. just practicing self-compassion is super hard, but it's something that you can build up and improve on. It's not something that it's just like, oh, I just can't do this. Like it's something that uh, kind of a skill, I guess, that you can build. And I think that most people don't, aren't just raised and come out with this like perfect way of being self-compassionate. I think that that's something I think everyone struggles with that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. In our culture, for sure. Like, I don't know what it's like in other countries and cultures, but for sure, like, um, because like to be self-compassionate, 
requires us to be mindful. What in our society encourages us to be mindful? Right. Not, not much. No. Um, but one thing that like, I'm not going to like reference one research article or something, but I, I feel very confident in saying is that research would consistently show again and again that people who practice self-compassion are like, they feel better. They're mm-hmm. better able to go through life. And it's not because self-compassion is something easy to practice. It's not at all, mm-hmm. but if we start to consider like, how am I speaking to myself? Um, how am I treating myself? Would I do any of these things to a friend going through the same experience? And the vast majority of the time, I think we would say, no, like I wouldn't treat a friend like this. So I think that's one of the not easy, but like the simplest places to start in considering self-compassion is just holding up our behavior and our words to, would I say this, do this to a friend. Yep. And if we wouldn't reevaluate that as a point of beginning to practice self-compassion with ourselves. Yep. We'll dig into self-compassion in another episode more deeply. Definitely. But it is, I think, a significant part to allowing ourselves to accept support. Mm Mm-hmm. And accepting support, you know, just like anything that we've listed today, like trust, listening, um, being consistent, being accountable or authentic, like all of these things take practice. Self-compassion takes practice. Accepting support takes practice. Mm-hmm. It's not a f- switch that we're going to flip and like one day, wham, bam, we accept support all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. I think that it's something that like in different contexts, I feel like I'm faced with not all the time, but like that, like things come up regularly that it's kind of faced with the decision of, should I accept support on this? Or am I just trying to do this alone? Which there's no prize for (laughs) like getting through something without support, you know, like exactly. Like you're not so special that right. you don't need support. It's not even about like whether you deserve support or you're willing to accept it. Like you're not so special that you don't need support. Yeah. We all need it. Mm-hmm. And resiliency, developing resiliency is not about doing everything on your own. Yep. That's not what resiliency is. If there's somebody who was able to a made up hypothetical person that was able to don't challenge our listeners (laughs) (laughs) hypothetically (laughs) if there was somebody who was able to just get through every challenge that came their way with no support there would be no need for resiliency because oh yeah because they just do it I mean I feel like sometimes when I like get through something that's difficult there's a part of me that feels proud of that if I were somebody who could just do that willy nilly, like no big deal, then I wouldn't feel proud about it because it would just be the norm. So this is an interesting point that like, even, so let's say you had a difficult circumstance, like at work with a coworker or something, you Mm -hmm. had a difficult circumstance you had to navigate like a challenging conversation with somebody. It doesn't, 
accepting support doesn't mean that like there is somebody walking through that conversation with you, but you may have received some coaching or had a prior conversation with a mentor or a friend before going into that, like support can, so like you kind of virtually have support going in that with you, like you've been supported in some way. So even in that situation, like we didn't entirely do it on our own. Yeah. So like for the people who do push through and they do a lot of things on their own, I guess I would pose a question of like, at what cost to yourself Mm -hmm. do you do that? And is it sustainable? Right. Because maybe for years, sure, there's somebody that can get through everything on their own. But at some point, I would have to imagine that there's going to be something that they cannot do on their own. And then it's that much harder to even know where to begin with asking for or accepting anything from anyone. I'm all about like the connection of mind body, but I do feel like there's a little bit of separation. So let's just look in the context of like eating disorders or emotional regulation in and of itself. Like eating disorders can be a coping mechanism for that. So can too many other things. Um, so if you're, I'll I'll just speak for myself, went years and years of (laughs) quote unquote, managing my emotions, (laughs) regulating my emotions, utilizing the eating disorder. So arguably like got through a lot of years on my own again, quote unquote, but not really like my body physically carried the weight of that physically carried the impact of that. So as much as like, we are one, (laughs) I do think (laughs) it's like important to kind of separate that out sometimes of like, our bodies are going to fight to the literal death of us to save and protect us. Mm -hmm. And so even when we think that we're doing all of these things on our own, like we're not, our body is literally carrying us through that. Yeah. So there's always a cost. Yep. And even, I mean, sometimes the cost is just not just, I shouldn't say just because it's absolutely not like a small thing, but distancing yourself from people in your life, you know, like there've been times that I've been going through something and people can tell like people can get the vibe that like there's something off or whatever but if I just cannot let them in and cannot even entertain the thought of letting them help me then that hurts the relationship too right I wanted to um touch on the whole the cost thing like when we are unwilling to accept support, there's a cost because I think no matter in whatever way we are willing to accept support, like not only is that a benefit to us, I think there can be the perceived, well, that's costing somebody else in some way if I reach out to them. But I would argue that it's actually a benefit to them too, because Mm -hmm. that's how some people serve one another and love one another and care for one another. And so that also can be a service to them, can be of service to them to allow them 
to do what they're asking and yeah. supporting you. Yeah. I had a conversation once with somebody in my life who had offered some support that I was, I just kind of turned down. Cause I thought like, that's too much. And like, that's not, you know, what they're offering is too much and they don't actually want to do that. And when we finally actually talked about it, like this person got kind of mad, like, and kind of like a little bit expressed that because they were saying like, basically telling me to like, knock it off with telling Mm -hmm. them that it's too much. And like that, that they shouldn't have to do that because they were saying, I want to do something like I want to help. And that was being like in my position in that it was really hard, but it was Mm -hmm. really eye opening to just be like, oh, okay. So you were not just saying that you <laughs> or like there are people that really yeah it does bring them some like sense of purpose or like joy of being able to support people in their absolutely lives. yeah I think joy is a huge part of that and um also if you're engaging with healthy people and people that you trust they're going to know their limits and they're going to have boundaries mm-hmm. so I mean, you know, like the people that I work with, I could be like, Oh God, like, just come live with me. I'll cook for you. Like, you know, (laughs) like just take the stress off, just come and be cared for. Like, obviously that wouldn't be a healthy boundary. Right. But there are ways that I can show up for you. And here's what I'm going to offer and to trust that like, and also like if I offered something that was beyond my means or that like, I, I don't know, like was outside of like what you I weren't really... actually willing to do. Yeah. Then that's on me. Yeah. And then I have to deal with that. Right. Which I would say I probably have done like historically, but that's one thing that I've worked really hard to like understand for myself of like, what capacity do I really have in showing up for other people? Mm-hmm. What questions would you challenge people to ask if they feel unwilling to accept support? Mm. What do I think I'm losing by accepting support? Am I giving up like control over my situation? Am I um, losing independence by Mm -hmm. accepting support? Like, what is it that I think I... Or what do I have to lose in this? What do you feel like you're risking Yeah, in asking or accepting support? I do think it's important to consider like who's in my life now and what's their track record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if somebody doesn't have a great track record, then maybe they're like lower on the support list. Right. If somebody has a good track record, maybe... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't need, you don't need 10 close friends to turn to in like crisis moments. Right. Right. You need like two or three plus a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) We could even start with one or two (laughs) plus a therapist. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. 
my goal is related to this a little bit. Oh, okay. We can move to goals. Okay. I've been thinking about this this entire time. Oh. In the back of my mind. I've been listening. <laughs> but it it I hope so. <laughs> You've been talking. <laughs> something brought this up while we were talking and it actually came up for me earlier today too. Um I want to write a thank you note, more of a thank you letter (laughs) to someone in my life who offered a lot of support in a situation that I have gone back and forth on, I think, how I have felt about the fact that I got that support. Like there have been times that I'm like, oh, I burdened them way too much or, you know, it was way too big. Um, So I think I would like to write a thank you note and actually kind of acknowledge it with them because right now I'm in a place where I feel ultimately like very, very grateful for it. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I know what my goal is for the week. Okay, let's hear it. Um, Having the hard conversation with regards to one of my work contracts. Mm. And challenging myself to let something go Mm. so that I can make space for something more. I like it. And trusting, like this is a big goal. <laughs> this is a five-part Bullet goal. Points, yeah. <laughs> and the last part of it is trusting Step that three, section four. <laughs> trusting that, like, I have the capacity to make the right decision here, and I am going. <laughs> also, <laughs> section five. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Nice. Go follow us on Instagram. Check out, we will share some more stuff this week as this episode comes out at you're not that special with underscores in between. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A special request, please like and review the podcast wherever you're listening. That um, definitely helps us. Yes writing an actual review yeah beyond just giving like five stars is even extra helpful in closing always remember you are not that special 